every staff member at the VA is a preceptor and everyone comes into that job knowing they're gonna be a preceptor and everyone's very invested in ensuring that our internship is as strong as it possibly can be. you ever have so many questions and no one to ask so they're just wasting away on google searches you'll forget about in an hour or so we had that same problem and that's why we created the rd to be podcast a resource for dietetic and nutrition students looking for answers that their peers don't have we are students macy and emily and registered dietitian carl barnes we engage in conversations and learn from rds join us weekly as we gain insight into the unique journeys of registered dietitians all over the country All right, welcome back to another week of the RD2B podcast. I'm your registered dietitian host, Carl Barnes. This is our podcast where each week we highlight the diversity of opportunity in the RD profession um, to really showcase the, the endless possibilities for career paths for nutrition students. Uh, we are currently in the middle of showcasing dietetic internships, so really excited to, to share some information about programs. We're sitting with Jill Redgate um, from the Greater Los Angeles VA Dietetic Internship um, a program not too far from where I went to school. Um, really honored to have you here, Jill. Thanks so much for taking time. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And I'm Emily. You're already to be from University of Maryland College Park. So would you mind just giving us a brief description of your background before we go into the dietetic internship? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, so when I, I'm going back really far. When I was younger, I actually wanted to be a school counselor. I, I majored in psychology and college thinking that I would go on to be like a high school counselor. And as I was finishing up my degree um, and getting ready to apply to graduate programs, I realized that I wasn't actually so sure that's what I wanted to do. Um, I'd never even heard of a registered dietitian, but I had a passion for nutrition. And so it was really a great fit when I heard about it. I was like, how did no one ever tell me about this? I ended up at Long Beach in 2008 with my BS in Dietetics and Food Administration. And then I did my internship here at the VA Greater Los Angeles, and I graduated in 2009. Um, and I loved working here during my internship. So after completing my internship, I ended up working here as an inpatient clinical dietitian for um, almost 10 years. Um, while I was doing that, I worked in my master's degree at Rutgers University part-time and um, and that was an amazing experience. I got to meet RDs from all over the world, publish a few papers. I highly recommend that program. Um, and I was lucky to be able to complete an NFPE fellowship at Rutgers while I was there. So that was awesome. And then in 2017, I became the inpatient section chief, which is what we call the inpatient clinical nutrition manager at the VA. We always have sort of different names for everything. So section chief. And then in 2019, just before the pandemic, I transitioned as admin and food services. And then last April, I became the dietetic internship director, which really was a natural transition. I've always loved working with interns, and I feel like it um, brought in that initial passion I had to be like a school counselor, to be in education or counseling. Um, I was a preceptor in all of my previous positions for over 10 years, so and I was always volunteering to work with the internship. So I really loved the idea of becoming the internship director. Um, this job is a perfect combination of all the things I love. I get to create nutrition curriculum and guide interns through their journeys to become dietitians. So it's really amazing. Great. So how would you describe your current role at your dietetic internship? 
Yeah, um, as the internship director, it's my responsibility to ensure that our program meets all of the competencies set out by Ascend. Um, that's really my number one job. Well, my number one job, I think, is to support the interns as they complete their rotation. So I'm really, um, I think that's my biggest role is support the interns and then make sure they're doing all the things they need to do to become dietitians. Great. So what does a typical work day look like for you if you even have one? Yeah, <laughs> that is a hard, a difficult question to answer. No, um, so very many emails. Um, but it really does vary throughout the year. It depends on whether it's time to select new interns, to orient the new class, to get the class ready to graduate. Um, one thing that's consistent is that I do like to check in periodically with the interns and preceptors to see how it's going. So I'm doing that regularly. And no matter what I'm working on throughout the year, the goal is always to continuously improve our program based on any feedback I get from interns, preceptors, um, any other stakeholders. So I think it's hard to say what a typical day looks like, but it always involves talking to preceptors and interns and trying to continuously improve the program. Great. So from my understanding, the VA program, you know, is a more competitive program than some of the other ones. Yeah. So what advice do you have for students who might feel intimidated to apply to your program? That's a great question. Um, it is true we get a lot of applications, but it's still absolutely worth a shot. Um, in fact, we don't even get that many applicants to our degree tracks. Last year, we received only 12 applications for three degree granting spots. So um, I think that's not as competitive as some people would think. For our non-degree track, we did get a lot more um, applicants, but really for those degree spots, it's not terribly competitive. But I think it's important for everyone to know, um, I think people think if they don't have a 4.0 or tons of dietetics related work experience that they're not gonna get in, but that's not true. We aren't looking for the students with the highest GPAs or the most dietetics related volunteer hours or work experience. We're really looking for well-rounded candidates that we think will be able to come in with their own ideas and unique experiences to help improve the care of the veterans. And that doesn't always look like the typical competitive candidate. So I think um, anyone has a shot and they should consider applying. That's a really great piece of advice. So what kind of characteristics do you look for in an applicant then? Yeah, we look for interns who are creative, innovative. We want good team players with strong communication skills. Although we do know that those are also things we can develop during the internship. They don't have to be experts at those things. We just want those characteristics there. We, it's very important that interns are flexible and adaptable. Um, we also value leadership experience and skills. And so what we do is we look at each applicant's work and academic experiences, regardless of whether those experiences are nutrition related, because we feel like all these soft skills I mentioned are more important for an intern's success than time spent in a hospital or get, earning a 4.0. It's also really important that the intern's a good fit for our program. Um, there are very few, oh, actually no veterans that are children. No, um, we have a lot of people who, their main goal is to work with children. And I just, um, we don't, we're not able to offer a, very many pediatric experiences. So our, our program mostly deals with nutritional care of adults. So applicants whose goals are to work in pediatrics are not as likely to benefit from our, our program. Um, I think that's something to think about. So we do look 
get who's a good fit. Um, we also, it's great when an applicant has a passion for serving veterans. And we also love to hire our interns. We hire a lot of interns. So an interest in working with the VA after completing, after completing the program is a huge plus. Um, but yeah, we're, we're just looking for a very well-rounded candidate with lots of strong soft skills. So this might be a silly question, but I know that you guys are obviously affiliated with veterans and stuff like that. Do your interns have to be enlisted at any point or can they just be civilians? That's a great question. Um, no, you do not have to be enlisted. Um, there is a slight preference for veterans. We do add a few points to their application if they're veteran because we, you know, as a, the VA, we are here to serve veterans. But no, you, you don't have to have served, you, sorry. You do not have to have served in the military and nor are you obligated to serve in the military once you've completed your internship. That's actually a very, um, a myth we've heard quite a bit that people think that's the case, but no, it is not. You can be a civilian. I've never been in the military um, and, you know, here I am. <laughs> so if I remember correctly, I could be 100 percent wrong the VA do they pay you or do they have a stipend or something that goes along with that yeah there is a modest stipend I honestly wish it was more but it's better than nothing mm -hmm. um it typically works out to be somewhere between 750 and eight dollars an hour no I think actually I apologize I don't have this on my fingertips it is all on our website um the if you're in a degree program you get a little bit more I think it might be closer than nine dollars an hour so Again, is it enough to fully live off of in LA? Maybe not, but um, <laughs> but it is a lot better than having to pay for your program. Most definitely. So since you offer that type of stipend, is there a kind of like binding thing that keeps students with you for say a year or two after their internship is completed or after it's done there there's off no onto their binding thing you get paid while you're here and if you and a lot of interns go on and do other things they leave the VA and never come back um, that's fine too it's there's no obligation to stay at the VA because of um, the stipend or any other reason great so how does the combined masters work with your dietetic internship we have, we offer combined master's programs um, with Cal State Long Beach, Cal State Northridge, and UCLA. So we actually work with three different universities. Um, if you go to Cal State Long Beach or Cal State Northridge, you earn a master of science. And then if you go to UCLA, you earn a master's in public health. So the way it works is interns chosen for these programs actually spend their first year completing graduate studies. So they're chosen, you know, they find out in... Um, April that they've matched. And so starting that summer or fall, they begin their graduate program, not the internship. They spend their first year in, their, in the graduate program. And then the following June to September, so the June to September in the second year, they come to the VA, complete orientation and some supervised practice rotations. And then they return to school in the fall to, um, at UC, if they're a UCLA student during that fall, quarter, they actually complete their MPH, which is awesome. Um, if they're at CSUN or CSULB, they're typically not quite done, but they get, you know, another semester in. They come back and do more rotations um, in the spring. And then um, sometimes they have to, that following summer, they still have to finish up things on their thesis or something like that. 
um, but typically everyone's done by uh, about August of the second year. So the combined program is a two-year track, but you do complete all of your internship requirements and earn a master's degree during that time. What made you guys decide to do a master's of finance and then a master's of public health opposed to a master's of science or something like oh, that? Oh, I'm sorry. I think you, it, has, it is a master of science. I think I wasn't, I didn't speak very clearly. CSUN uh, and CSULB, my apologies. Um, yeah, it is a master of science in dietetics or nutrition. What, I can't remember the exact titles of the degree programs, those schools. Um, but we do like the idea of having having both that master of science and that master of public health um, option. Oh, I heard yeah. finance, yes. not science. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I know the connection. Um, science. Yeah, it's a typical nutrition degree. So what made you want to partner with two separate schools instead of one school and have your students go through there? We've had these um, affiliations set up for quite some time. I think um when I was reading back on the history of our program, we've had this affiliation with UCLA for a long time, um, which is a natural fit for us. UCLA is just down the street and we, you know, we're, um, we have residents and medical students from UCLA at VAJLA. So um, I think that was the natural partnership that's been there for a long time, but we did have students over you know, the years that were interested that didn't want to complete an MPH. They wanted a, a master of science, not finance. Um, and, and so um, we, because there was that interest, um, actually, when I completed my internship program, one of my uh, fellow interns was one of the first ones to do a combined program with Cal State Long Beach. They decided to, let's see if it'll work. Um, and since it did work out fairly well, it's not, it doesn't fit in quite as well. Like I mentioned, those students have to finish their program a little bit later, but because there was such a strong interest in that master of science option, um, the former director set up affiliations with Cal State Long Beach, and then also Cal State Northridge, um, a few years later, just so we'd have multiple options for our degree program. So I know you're, you said that your master's track takes around three students and you typically have around like 12 apply. So what about for your regular track? Yeah. So currently we accept seven total interns a year, three for our combined master's program and four for our non-degree program. Um, this may change. This will likely change in the upcoming years as the master's degree requirements kick in in 2024. We will still have, I think we're still gonna have an option that applicants who already have their master's degree can apply for like a non-degree program. But depending on our application numbers, um, we may shift things around a little bit. Like maybe we'll start taking four combined interns and three non-degree interns. Um, we'll have to see, we'll have to see what our application numbers look like. But in the last few years, we've received about 80 to 90 total applications, um, about 70, um, 70 to 75 of those were for the non-degree program. And then, like I mentioned, only about 10 or 15 are for our three non-degree spots. So definitely the non-degree program seems to be the more popular of the two. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure that'll be the, there will be a drastic shift in probably yeah. April when yeah. you're... Um, get those applications across. So when we were talking a little bit beforehand, you mentioned that you wanted to shift more towards a holistic approach to the application review. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? What does that look like? Yeah, 
So a holistic approach means we're looking at the whole applicant. Um, we don't want to automatically disqualify anyone because of their GPA or because they're lacking specific dietetics related work experience. Um, so a holistic approach means that we're going to look at all work experience equally, whether it's paid, unpaid, dietetics related or non-dietetics related. So as long as the applicant can tell us that what skills they've learned during a specific experience and how that will make them a better intern, we're going to consider that. We're just more open to uh, a larger variety of backgrounds. Um, and if you can show us the attributes you're that we're looking for with past career experience, extracurricular activities, or even personal life experiences, it can make you a strong candidate versus a program that really just, you know, you get this many points for this GPA, you get this many points for dietetics related work experience, you get add a few points for an award. That's not how we look at it. We want to look at the, um, the applicant as a whole, academic experience, work experience, and soft skills, and weigh all of those equally so what that means is if an applicant is a super creative leader type who can show us they're a good team player and that they're flexible, they're way more likely to be accepted um, than someone who has very few non-academic experiences but has a 4.0 GPA. So um, we're hoping that looking at applicants like this, looking at every part of them will help us to um, just get a better group, you know? Like we're always looking how to make our internship better. We also wanna know how we can get a, a more diverse group of interns. Um, and I don't even mean diverse just in terms of skin color, just I mean diverse in terms of backgrounds and skills and things that they bring to the internship. Of course, and I feel like that's something that a lot of students worry about. They're like, I'm not this 4.0 student, yeah. but I have so much experience or, I am that 4.0 student and I don't have that much experience. Yeah. So how do you appeal to an internship director? Because in our mentality, grades are everything. Yes. Yeah, it makes sense. And I think there's still a lot of programs where that is the case. Mm -hmm. But I think there's a lot of opportunity in the diecast application to, to sell yourself, like in every little part, you know, you fill out uh, information about clubs you've been a part of or work experience. And you have a spot underneath there where you can talk about that experience you had and use that opportunity to talk, to talk about um, how that experience makes you a best, the best possible applicant. So maybe that could literally just be like um, a club you were a part of or some volunteer work you did at some point. Um, just make the most out of that part of your application and tell us why that makes you uh, the best possible intern. So since you, when going, like when vetting through your application process, you obviously choose students that you think will, you know, represent your program well. So where do you see a majority of your students going after they graduate and after your program to carry on, you know, all of the information they learned from your program? Yeah, a lot of interns end up working at the VA, but we do have interns doing all sorts of things. Um, since we do have that combined MPH program that's very popular, a lot of our graduates have a passion for public health and end up working in that area. So we have quite a few graduates working for the Department of Public Health and in other public health type places. Um, we have quite a few interns that end up opening their own private practices, which I think is great. Uh, we have one graduate from a few years ago who works with the Olympics and Paralympics, which is really cool. Um, another graduate is a professor at Cal State Long Beach. 
it's really everything. Um, but what we do, we always hear from employers of our new graduates that they came in with like an above entry level confidence, that they're some of the strongest, you know, new hires that they they bring on. So I think that puts our graduates in demand for a lot of different type of jobs. So how do you ensure that your students leave the program with above par knowledge for when they go into the workplace and even when they're sitting for their exam? That's a great question. Um, that is one of our goals every year we're going back and um, about um, surveying, sorry, words, surveying our past graduates and employers to make sure that they are leaving with that above entry-level competence. And we've sort of tailored, we've tailored all of our rotations, projects within our rotations to try to meet that goal. We just have very high standards. And I think the biggest thing that helps with that is um, some internships, it's like there's the director and then there's a few affiliations. Um, and there, it's a little bit disconnected, but at a VA internship, um, every staff member at the VA is a preceptor. And everyone comes into that job knowing they're going to be a preceptor and everyone's very invested in ensuring that our internship is as strong as it possibly can be. So I think I think I could not possibly um, myself get all of these interns at an above entry level practice by the time they graduate, but we have so many dedicated preceptors that are um, that are working so hard to make sure that that happens. Um, I think that's the biggest thing. But I think also, like I mentioned, we're constantly trying to improve the program. Um, that's one of our big goals is how can we make sure that on every single competency, the interns are at above entry level. And so if we have one that maybe they're a little bit lower, we'll talk to um, past interns and current interns and try to get an idea of how we can better prepare them in that area. We're always evolving rotations and assignments to best meet the competencies if at all possible, so. And I think the other thing that really helps is projects that interns work on during our program, they're not homework assignments. They're truly projects that are being put into place to improve care. So um, that's a high stakes type of project. It's not something you turn in and get a grade. Um, sure, we mark it as competent or not, or you know, entry level or not entry level, but you really have to make sure that you're doing such a good job that this thing you came up with can be implemented. You know, new classes, new handouts, new meals served to every veteran. Um, very high stakes projects. And I think that really helps interns gain the confidence to really go straight into a work environment and be and just hit the ground running because they've already been doing that. I think they're by the time they leave, they truly feel like dietitians and not just next level students. Great. That's a great way to ensure that you know, students leave with those skills. Yeah. So I look, I was looking at your rotations because, mm -hmm. you know, I feel like that's super interesting. So what is ambulatory care? Ambulatory care. Personally, I don't know what that is. Yeah, so. fair. <laughs> ambulatory care is our, um, is our primary care outpatient dietitian. Okay. So that's kind of more of a general outpatient rotation with our um, outpatient dietitians. We have other outpatient rotations that are more specific. So we have MOVE, which is our weight loss program. Mm -hmm. We have um, home-based primary care. Um, I know I'm probably forgetting things right now. 
in the outpatient area. Oh, we have a renal rotation as well, but ambulatory care is the general outpatient rotation. Awesome. And then how do you think you're, I don't know if you would know this off the top of your head, but how do you compare and I guess contrast with other VA internships in the country, like in Florida, New York, Mm -hmm. um, Ohio, stuff like that? Yeah, we actually, one great thing about being a being at the VA, not just as an internship director, but in general working at the VA, is that you're always connected with the dietitians and other programs. So like whether you're an inpatient, outpatient, food service, we have um, groups that we like lift serves or we can email each other, or we can get together and meet and talk to each other. So, um, so because of that, um, I actually do speak with all of the other internship directors from all of the other VAs almost every day we're emailing each other. Um, so, but what I would say is the programs do differ slightly um, in terms in how long they are, whether they offer degree programs or not. Um, sometimes in the way that they do certain rotations, uh, but for the most part, we all have very similar rotations is what I've noticed. Um, we, um, what else is similar? I think, I think the types of rotations we offer are extremely similar. I think the biggest differences are how long the program is, whether or not you have to get a degree in the particular program. Um, I think those are the big differences. Awesome. And then I guess my final question is, what are some key things you want to highlight about your program that we could not find on your website? Absolutely. Um, I just want everyone to know what an amazing place the VA is to train. Um, Every person who, like I mentioned already, every person who works here knows when they get hired that a huge part of their job is going to be a preceptor and they take that seriously. They're all extremely invested in making sure that interns have an amazing experience and become highly skilled dietitians. So I think knowing that each of your preceptors is gonna be extremely supportive um, is a huge asset. I also think it's important to know that our dietitians are integral parts of the interprofessional team, which I think is a great example for interns. It's somewhat unique that our dietitians have clinical privilege to order labs, diets, supplements, and two feeding regimens. Um, in fact, the dietitians at RVA are the only ones that can order oral nutrition supplements and um, outpatient two feeding formulas. So if someone else tries to order it, even a physician, they cannot because, you know, we're really valued as the nutrition experts at the VA. So I think that's a really fantastic example. And I think our goal isn't just about um, that you get the experiences you need to meet the competencies. Our, like we've already been discussing, our goal is the interns leave with the highest possible level of technical, professional, and interprofessional skills. And so we we are, the stakes are really high in the projects that we offer, but the experience is also incredibly incredibly valuable. And I also think it's important to know that we really are prioritizing diversity, equity, and belonging. Um, We don't just do an hour training or a consortium class on the topic. We have a very robust curriculum throughout the year that we hope will help interns and preceptors learn how to provide the best possible care to all types of patients. Um, regardless of their race, their sexual orientation, their gender identity, or the size of their body. It's really important to us. So um, I think those are 
what I would like to tell you. I just come, come to us and train with us. It's such an amazing experience. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sitting down with us today. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Jill, for your time. I really appreciate you shedding some light on the program. I've heard wonderful things about the program, and I think what you shared is is great for myth busting and inspiring yes. students to, to come on board. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs>